0: Okay, the doorbell's rung, we done, and,
1: and, and we did have um, a public initiative, thanks okay. to the Vancouver Sun, yes. whose editor or publisher, I guess it was perhaps Stu Keat at that point, um, agreed that this was a cause worth supporting, to send these two uh, university uh, women to overseas. And I believe the columnist that was assigned to it was a woman called Penny Wise. Oh! I mean, it was a nom de plume. And she had a column around all good things, domestic and housekeeping. And we were sending, of course, um, uh, people from Home Ec overseas. And I will contact Brian, by the way, for their names. Okay. He'll, He'll know them. But just to say that, therefore, over a span of a number of issues of the Sun, there was a very public fundraising effort, and there each each issue would have a special column about this work, about about the people, and we, we should try and track those columns done. Ar- yes. Sun archives. There's I'll ask
0: I'll ask the Vancouver Sun to help us do that. That
1: would be great. In
0: fact, we should in, uh, ask engage them in our fiftieth. I
1: think you should. Yes. Because if
0: they help get that thing going,
1: they did. Okay. And so. I remember with Brian, we just had to go flat out on this fundraising campaign uh, to make sure we you know, got every, whatever we needed in to get them sent off. So that's the one, the one element that I can add. If I was to reflect on it right now, because mm. John has filled uh, the, the rest of that part in, it was how incredibly responsive and receptive the university was for this kind of idea. Um, this was a time, it wasn't that long after the war, and there was a lot of exciting ferment about the possibility of change, and a better world, and so on. And so faculty and administration um, were just incredibly receptive. The fact, we, the fact we could simply knock on the president's door and leave a letter, the fact that he would ask Jeff Andrew, who was then um, his, deputy. his deputy, later the executive director of the Association of Universities and Colleges, whatever it's called.
0: Oh, yes, I read his name, okay.
1: And uh, and uh, G.O.B. Davies, who was another uh, vice president, and uh, and other people, to lend a hand. I mean, they mobilized immediately. and. And we were young enough that we just assumed, well, this is the way change happens. I mean, we weren't ter- terribly flabbergasted by this. We just thought it was terrific. <laughs> and, of course, Con- uh, John Conway was our advisor throughout this process. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to ignore that. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: but I must say that it was, it was a time when it was possible to do this sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: And the whole world was changing.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Africa, for example, in well, the 1960s, countries are becoming independent.
1: Kwame, Kwame Nkrumah. Yes. Was the first in Ghana.
0: Okay, so that's, now what year was that? Do you remember? Was yeah. that?
1: 59 or 60, I'm not so, sure.
0: So Ghana's just got its independence, and your yeah. first two volunteers in home economics head off. That's right. Can you imagine what that must have been like?
1: It must have been. That, that's key to reach those people because that must have yeah, been just... I can't, I can't find the name. ...an incredibly rich time to be doing that.
0: I was in Uganda in when it became independent. So, mm. And we had volunteers coming in, and I was taught by a QSO teacher, by the way. Can you imagine? Who
1: was it? Do you remember?
0: I'm trying to re- uh, find his name in the records, yeah. but I, I do remember... Right. Boy, Vancouver's a noisy place. Phones, we have all kinds of things going on. But I've how old were you when you started this, if you wouldn't mind me asking? Nineteen, I guess. Nineteen years old.
1: Nineteen oh, you were about to graduate nineteen fifty nine, sixty we got started on this, so twenty. 20 I graduated well, twenty I graduated in sixty three.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So that was a period of time. And With Sorry,
0: but uh, it's what confuses me is you help these two young men. Two young women. I know two young men write the letter. Oh right. uh, Professor Conway kind of supporting you in the background. You put this together, and two young women are ready to head out. What makes you not the ones that are heading out?
1: They were braver. Really? <laughs> you get a letter on the president's pillow and their are work? We just thought we'd send them first. Okay. Um, well, well, first of all, because that was the summer of... Did they go in the summer of 61? So I hadn't finished yet. I hadn't okay. finished school.
0: Oh. Okay. I had
1: another two years to go, as it turned all out. All right, all right. Um, so I was still in the scheme of things, in studies. Yes, And then, as I mentioned before this interview, Mm -hmm. the YMCA, uh, what I tried to do, because there really wasn't still a system really set up at UBC, the YMCA had set up what they call a World Service Worker Program, Junior World Service Worker. And the first position was in um, Guyana. And so I applied for that. That's what I thought I would do. Only, um, as I mentioned, I didn't get it. The, y- the YMCA <laughs> was looking <laughs> for people that it was a bit like a, a religious commitment. They wanted a, an applicant who was going to make a career of the YMCA. Oh. And actually, I had been in the YMCA for many years as a volunteer and a counselor. Your father was connected. My father was too. But I, but I honestly couldn't say I, at that point in sort of evangelical fervor that I dedicate my life to the YMCA, and I couldn't I couldn't commit that way. So <laughs> they found somebody who said he could, and he went. Well, at that point, um, a separate opportunity came up to become the first National Youth Education Secretary mm-hmm. with the United Nations Association, uh, out of the head office in Toronto. So my nas- international interest Shifted to more of public education, particularly with young people and awareness in Canada. Um, oh, wow. But it was very rewarding. It was a two year job. And that involved, among other things, starting um, the first United Nations seminar in New York City for young Canadians, high school students selected from across Canada. Sorry. The MUNA. Yeah, we took the best of the best. We took them to the United Nations in New York. They'd meet the Secretary General or whoever whoever's the head of the Security yeah, Council. I remember those, They'd right. spend a week, they would interview, they would have discussions and debates. It was incredibly rich. Very rewarding, yes. I remember
0: them when we yeah. we were doing the selection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then The funny thing was, just to shorten my own history here, because in any other of these points I suppose I could have gone overseas as well, Mm. but I decided that I didn't still have enough practical skills. I was a graduate in history and political science. What what could I offer the rest rest of the world? (laughs) And uh, so then I went back to school, back to U of T, Mm -hmm. and took a graduate degree in adult education. Okay. I wanted hands-on skills in working with people, and so I'll I'll stop my now career what did you, story.
0: Yeah. What did your career What did your career end up being? So adult education, and what did you continue to do?
1: Um, community work. Yes, entirely in community development work. Okay. In and Canada,
0: ran, ran the Carnegie Center in Vancouver for how many years? Oh, five and a half five years. And a half it was. Years, uh, brilliant, brilliant piece of work. Wow.
1: Um, but it for which is
0: he was rightly recognized by, the, by the, the authorities with the Order of Canada. Do you have an Order of Canada?
1: I received it last, last winter, yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Uh, well deserved. And I can thank Louis Perenbaum, among others, for that. <laughs> yeah. um, but just, uh, just to say, I'm sorry you've got me talking too long here. <laughs> but my, I- so my career track has been community development almost entirely in canada a yes. little bit in indonesia yes but uh um and doing it primarily in the nonprofit sector but also i I've, I've done it for the three levels of government at different times too Oh,
0: oh wonderful.
1: but my only overseas experience was a over about a five or seven year period of very modest role mm. or participation in some work in indonesia on the island of java
0: Okay. So, are you retired now?
1: I've, I've retired um, fr- as director of the Carnegie Community Center. Yes. Um, and so now I, I continue to work in community development, both paid and, and, uh, and, and voluntary work.
0: So can we recruit you to come and serve with us at QSO?
1: <laughs> I'll have to check with my wife. I know that's a very appropriate question. <laughs> it's
0: about time. <laughs>
1: You're right. It is, isn't it? <laughs> With
0: okay. I, are ah. you part of the, I know this is slightly off the subject, but I was just seeing uh, Order of Canada participants were uh, being asked to mentor young people. Are you part of that program?
1: Yes. Yeah, I haven't got anyone to mentor yet, but yes, that's what happens when you become, you're, you're available to do that sort of thing.
0: I've asked my daughter to apply ah, to that program good, because well. I think, my goodness, I started looking. I didn't see your name. But I started yeah. looking and I thought, <clears throat> wow, these, these people have so much to offer youth. And I you've been offering that to youth all your life.
1: I guess so. I guess so. I've certainly been offering it to me. And, it, and it's been very, it's been a very, it is a very rewarding life. I've been very, very lucky. I think
0: we've been very lucky. And today, you know, just sitting here with both of you, and I know, uh, John, that you ride a bicycle too, and <laughs> and you came in on your bicycle, and to see you both uh, healthy and spirited and have had such a huge contribution to our work and continue to do that in Canada. So please, both of you, uh, apply and come and serve with us. I think you might get a front seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you see, I mean, one of the things that I had to face was my subject was the Nazi period in Germany. Yes, I remember you telling so, me that. Uh, you know, I didn't see any way in which that could be really much relevance or help uh, to the students of Nigeria. Or but you know what? I think about that. After you told me that, I thought, when, when you're a student in Nigeria, or like me in Uganda, and you have somebody so interested in history even though that's your specialty but to remind us about our own history and mm. to to document that history from our perspective like the time of independence for Uganda Kenya Tanzania all these African countries at the same time was really critical in 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 what's happening in Africa today yeah. and mm. to hear of the history from the Africans perspective so you do have a lot to offer sir
1: so. <laughs> And actually, if I uh, just to reinforce the kind of role he played, he John was a professor who took a personal interest in his students. So I would get a phone call from him at home, Michael,
0: (laughs) (laughs) with these lovely. Have you thought
1: about this or that? (laughs) Or I gave a speech somewhere uh, as president of the United Nations Club, and he took me aside and said, "You shouldn't pull your punches so much." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that was what made that time interesting you knew as a student that, that people were interested in no matter how fresh or new you were yeah. he was marvelous that way
0: thank you John yeah. that's teachers, inspiration, professors <laughs> that means so much in the world
1: so I have to make this phone call
0: Mind. No problem. <laughs> we'll end today and uh, we'll be celebrating our 50th anniversary soon, and we no, look no, forward we to bit. it at uh, UBC. Thank you.